Entrepreneur on Fire 603. Failures, aha moments, I've made it moments, and the lightning round, seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. If you're starting a business or forming an LLC, LegalZoom will help take care of all the details. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but provides self-help services at your specific direction. Enter code FIRE for a $10 savings at LegalZoom. What does the Nikola Tesla Museum and a baby have in common? They've both been crowdfunded on Indiegogo. Visit fire.indiegogo.com and you'll get a 25% discount on fees. That's fire.indiegogo.com. What's shaking, Fire Nation? John Lee Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Toby Salgado. Toby, are you prepared to ignite? John, I am. Can't wait. Toby is the host of Super Agents Live, a daily podcast where he interviews the most successful and compelling people in real estate. Toby has used his sales and marketing skills to accomplish one thing, to make money. Toby, I've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. Yeah, sure. No problems. Well, and, and look, by the way, it's not a daily show. We're three days a week. Ooh, so, slacker. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Daily is crazy. Uh, so look, you know, my background, John, it's, it's not too dissimilar from most founders, right? Uh, y- y- if you ask any VCs out there, you know, what they're looking for in, in, a, in, a, in a founder, right? What kind of characteristics? And a lot of them will say that they're looking for somebody that is, you know, they, it has a chip on their shoulder or, you know, has had some kind of trauma in their life, right? They have something to prove. So, you know, in my background, I know you love stories, so I've never told this story <laughs> this way uh, publicly. But, you know, I mean, so, you know, I grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. You know, my, my dad was an alcoholic, my mom, super religious. So, you know, growing up in that kind of environment, there's, there's lots, of, lots of instability. So, you know, I, I think early on I learned that, you know, if I was going to, it's me. I, I couldn't rely on anybody except for me. So, uh, you know, that kind of led to, I think, sort of, you know, my, my first venture, I was, I was nine. And, uh, you know, I, I, if I wanted something at my house when I was growing up, you know, if I wanted a ball, right, my dad would say, hey, you have to go make the money to earn that ball, which is, you know, I mean, I have three kids. I would never do that to my kids. But so, so I knew I wanted to make money. I knew I wanted something more out of life. Um, so, you know, so my first venture as nine years old, I, I was sitting on my dad's toilet, uh, you know, flipping through a magazine he had. And uh, it was Mother's News. I saw this big one page ad for toilet bowl cleaners. And it was like, so I don't know why I'm nine. I don't know why I read it. But, you know, big, bold letters that said double your money back guarantee. So I was like, man, this is this is an easy way to make money, right? I'll buy them, say I didn't like them, return them and double my money. So I walk outside and I I tell my parents that I want to do this. And they're like, no, 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 you can't do that. That's, you know, and I don't know if they told me I couldn't do it from a from an ethical perspective or just that it wouldn't work. I, I don't really know. Somebody asked me that recently. Uh, but um, anyhow, so I had about 300 bucks that I had saved and I, I, I borrowed another 500 bucks from my parents and I bought toilet bowl cleaners. I bought like I had like 32 cases of toilet bowl cleaners. And basically, man, you know, I put them in a bag and I went out and uh, and sold them. You know, I turned that eight hundred dollar investment to like, you know, seventeen hundred dollars gross and paid my parents back. So I, you know, I had to get a little cash. And I think. For me, John, that was the that was the the moment that I became an entrepreneur, and uh, and ever since then, I've gone on to you know I've gone on to do uh, venture uh, backed companies, 
Uh, I, I've, I've done about six companies. Uh, two have been failures, and uh, three of two of them. Two failed, two kicked off uh, high seven-figure uh, revenue, and one kicked off eight, high eight-figure in volume. I mean, Fire Nation, what I love about this, and I got the same exact impression with Gary Vaynerchuk. I mean, just like Gary, Toby was really born an entrepreneur. I mean, at an early age, he was already having these ideas. He was having these inspirations to get out and do things. And that's awesome. And to be honest with you, I'm, I'm a little jealous of those guys. I mean, they got started pretty early. But you know, for those of you that are listening right now that are like me, um, that had no entrepreneurial bone in your body until a certain age, and maybe you still don't really think that you do, um, take some heart because that's something that can come at any time in your life. For me, you know, the first 32 years of my life was either spent trying to get out of household chores, trying to do as little work as possible in college. You know, did, did, I did commit myself in the U.S. Army because I realized it was very important to do so. But then in corporate America and then in commercial and residential real estate, I mean, I was just doing the least amount I could to, to really just get by. And then... Who's the slacker, John? I am the slacker. I am a quitter. I would quit, quit, quit all in my 20s. And I'm proud of that. Like, I'm proud of the fact that I was not willing to settle. But at the same time, a quitter is a quitter. And that was me until Toby... I finally found something I really could commit to and I could be passionate about. And of course, that is what Entrepreneur on Fire is. But what I really want Fire Nation to take away from this, Toby, is that it doesn't have to come at 7 or 12 or 15 when you're selling baseball cars on the weekend. It can come in your 30s, 40s, 50s. I've had entrepreneurs on here that had their aha moments in their 70s. And that is truly inspiring to me. So, Toby... You're not really a success quote guy. You don't really do mantras, but for Fire Nation, you pulled one out of the gutter and you're going to share it with us today. So take it I away. Am. Yeah, yeah. And I, look, I, by the way, I would say I totally agree with you. You can find, you know, you can find that thing that you love, the, your purpose, right? Once you uncover your purpose, your passion, no matter if you're 30, 40, 50, 60, you can go out and do it. It's never too late. So I totally agree with you. In terms of the quote, John, you know, it, it, it's by Virgil, right? This old, you know, Greek guy. And it's fortune favors the bold. And really that quote, uh, that quote, as far as I understand that quote, uh, Virgil wrote it when talking about Alexander the Great, right? You're going out, being bold and conquering. And w- when you are an entrepreneur, that's what you do, right? You're going to go conquer, dominate your market or, or whatever it is. So that, that's, that's, there you go. Love that quote. I love that mentality. And if anybody really wants to see that in action within Alexander the Great, I'll tell you, one of my favorite authors who writes both books for business, entrepreneurs, and et cetera, Stephen Pressfield. Yeah. You know, he's written some great books, um, The War of Art. Um, he's written Do the Work. Um, just some amazing books. But he also does fiction too, Toby. And he I does not know that. three or four books on Alexander the Great that I'm telling you any entrepreneur would be so inspired by because talking about being bold and continuing to drive forward when everybody, even his most trusted best friends and five-star generals were telling him to turn back because he was so outnumbered. Oh my God, I just love it. I mean, it's really going forward in the face of all adversity to absolutely dominate. So phenomenal books written by a phenomenal author, Stephen Pressfield. And Toby, what I really want to do now is kind of take the spotlight here and shine it onto your journey. I 
really like stories. And, you know, we talked in the pre-chat a little bit and you did um, share that you know that I like stories. So I'm really hoping that you're going to take us down to the ground level, Toby, and really have us be sitting around a campfire with you and, and telling us a story in that type of format where you're taking us to that moment, Toby, and you're making us feel like we're there with you when you fall flat on your face and fail at some point. So yeah. tell us that story, Toby, and give us the lessons you learned. Yeah, we'll do. And look, and by the way, we only have 25 minutes here. But so, <laughs> so look, I, you know, overall, overall, you know, I got, I did get started young in terms of my entrepreneur bug or, you know, that thing. And, and, uh, so I really early on, right. I developed a sort of a, like a, like an aim fire ready kind of mentality. Right. right? So just, just, you know, fire it and then like get ready. Uh, so here's, here's my failure. And, and it actually dovetails into a great success for me. Um, it, it's, so my my first sort of real business kind of where uh, it, it was in college, <clears throat> I you know obviously uh, as I said I you know I grew up a poor guy my parents I had to pay for college I had to figure that out so I started painting houses and I because my my dad was a contractor so that's one thing I knew how to do so I I grew up in Central California moved to San Diego went to UCSD and started painting houses and and I realized I did that John because. I knew a bunch of other people who were graduating. Everybody had tons of debt. I did not want to be that guy. So uh, literally one a winter break, I, I picked a neighborhood uh, that I thought was a good neighborhood. And I started knocking on doors. It was, I, remember, I still remember it was raining. I, took my, <laughs> you know, I, I hired my little sister. She was like 11. And I said, hey, I'll give you five bucks for every lead you get. And so I'm just knocking on doors and saying, listen, I, you know, I'm going to school. I'd love to give you an estimate and blah, blah, blah. So the, the, you know, to cut that short, st- short because um, we're going to talk about somewhere I fell down. Uh, so one summer, um, I, I, uh, I, I had 10 guys. My first summer, I had 10 guys working for me, right? So I trained them, and we weren't the best painting crew, but we got it done. We got paid. Uh, and, and through that, you know, I was making about 10 grand a month, right? So I made about overall about 50 grand from the fall into the, the uh, summer. Um, so a, a year. So I didn't work through school. But so there was one week. Where, you know, I book jobs in a head, just like you book your interviews, right? You, I book jobs in a head and I, we were finishing up a week and we didn't have, I knew there was nothing going on for the next week, right? So I was like sort of saying, Hey guys, look, it's going to be slow next week. So, you know, just get prepared for it. And, uh, and it, sort of midweek, everybody came to me and said, listen, I, that's cool. I don't, I don't need to work next week because I have this. I have that. I have the other thing. I'm like, Oh man. Okay, great. I don't have to pay for these guys. I don't have to worry about it. And we finished out the week and I, bo- I booked a bunch of estimates for Saturday and Sunday. So I, and I, don't, I, I think it was like literally I had like five on Saturday and like six on Sunday. I go into the first one. Boom. Book it. Right. I'm like, yeah, I sold it. And I scheduled it. I said, no problems. We'll start Monday. I go to the next one. Boom. The bottom line is that week and Saturday and Sunday. Right. So I, my head was, you know, I had nothing in the pipeline. I went and sold that one weekend all those 11 jobs and I put $15,000 or 17,000 can't remember $17,000 of work on the books. Now here's where, here's where the failure lies, right? That's a success. The failure is I had to call my crew back and I said, listen, guys, <clears throat> we have so much work now. You guys, you just have to show up on Monday. And I was like, no, 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 we like, we have stuff booked. And I said, you have to show up. And there's always in whatever sort of group, right? You have, there's always sort of one ringleader. Now that guy <laughs> Put it to me. And he said, listen, if you make me work, so I said, you have to work. He said, if you make me work, I quit. And I'm like, like, don't put, the, I said, listen, okay, fine. Then you, you, you're gone. And I thought, I thought that the other guys would get into line. What, 
unfortunately, they didn't. They got in line behind him. Bang. I have all this work. I have nobody to do it. Right. What am I going to do? Right. Will I lose all those jobs? I just lost my whole crew. Am I going to now lose all those jobs? The bottom line is I literally within like four days had to go out, hire another 10 guys and train them. I did that. I, I successfully completed that work on time. And, you know, in that, you know, that's out of that 17 grand, I probably put eight, you know, eight in my pocket. So <clears throat> that was a failure. But it was also that was the, also my thing that I was like, you know what, if I can do that, if I can go out and put seventeen thousand dollars on the board in a weekend and then go out and, and hire a company, I literally like fundamentally built a whole brand new company in a week. So from that, I knew I could do anything. And, and that has allowed me that that belief, that knowledge that I can do it has allowed me to take massive, massive risk with giant amounts of money later in my life. Toby. In 30 seconds, in just one, maybe one run-on sentence, share with Fire Nation the takeaway from that. Do you want us to walk away with entrepreneurs, sidepreneurs, small business owners? What's that one takeaway? It, it, it is you can do more than you think you can, and you have more talent and skill than you think you do. There's a great book that recently came out, and I'll try to figure it out during this interview while you're chatting next because it's so powerful on so many levels. But they were talking about how the, the people and the entrepreneurs who have the most success throughout life are the ones that are forced to just reiterate and adjust and pivot over and over again. You know, the ones that find something that works great and they get into their groove and they just end up making really good money, but you know, it's comfortable money. They stay in that groove and they just yeah. keep going forward. Those are the ones that never see outstanding gains. It's the ones that truly come across these devastating moments or just keep getting knocked down or laws change or the environment change or the economy changes and they have to just keep innovating and they just work this innovation muscle into such a fever that it's so strong and they can do it to levels that nobody else can. And so it's a great takeaway, Fire Nation. And Toby, what I want you to do now is go to the other end of the spectrum. We talked about that failure, that trial, that tribulation and how you succeeded and how you overcame that. Talk to us about one moment in time during your entrepreneurial journey that was just a light bulb moment. You, I mean, we can all hear your, your passion. We can hear your energy, your enthusiasm. You have thousands of these moments, I have no doubt, throughout the course of just even a year. But tell us one, one special moment that you had and the steps you took, Toby, to turn that idea into success. Well, so, I mean, those are two different things for me, John. You know, I look, the light bulb, th- th- those two things I just shared with you, the, being nine and knowing that, that I, you know, I found leverage at nine. I, I, I didn't have to pull weeds or mow lawns. I found leverage. And, and that was, right, that's light bulb. The second light bulb, which I just explained to you, is that, I, you know, no matter where I'm at, I can go and make money. So in terms of, you know, in terms of, I'll tell you, you know, in terms of all, my whole career, John, has been built on, built on market conditions, right? So my, my last big company, B&T Roach Control, it was, I moved, I, I came out of the tech world. Uh, at, uh, I, uh, uh, I was in Santa Clara. We just raised $7 million. We started a company. It failed. I moved back to San Diego and I went from high tech to low tech. I started this low tech kind of like a little bit construction company. It's not, but it, it's like land management really. But it was based on a new law being put in place that nobody had ever, ever uh, uh, from the municipality here, nobody ever enforced. I f- knew uh, from my network, I knew this law was coming on the books and I started a company and in two years, you know, I had 58 employees. We were doing about $4.2 million, uh, you know, uh, of revenue a year. Um, and then after that, right, when ho- that housing collapsed, that business went away 
And uh, in 08, you know, Lehman failed. Banks were banks were not performing. They weren't lending money. Nobody could get cash. I found a deal. Uh, it was a $10 million deal. They, these company, need, they had revenue. They had assets. They needed $10 million. I went out and raised it. So, you know, my whole background, my whole career has been built on seeing these opportunities, these windows of time where, where the market conditions set something up or teed up. For me, I go out, right, fortune favors the old. Be bold, go out, double down on it, and build it. The problem for me, John, is that you know through my career, you know as as these windows open up, they invariably close. So you know I've had these I've had these hits, and then they go away really quickly. Well, I mean, the first one I ran for eight years, the second one I ran for two. You know, I anyhow. So I don't know if that was a good answer to your question. It was good. It was a good answer, Toby. And you know, while you were talking, I was obviously taking it in. I'm a great multitasker, if that's actually such a thing. But I did pull up. Anti-Fragile by Nassim Nicholas Taleb. Have you heard of him before? Never. It's actually this book. I don't really feel like it really gets nearly enough play in the entrepreneurial space. For some reason, it gets a ton of play in like the TED Talk space. Like people love it in that area. But let me just kind of give Fire Nation a real quick rundown because this just goes so clearly, Toby, with your failure and then that realization, that aha moment from that failure and how true it is. And this is his actual summation of Anti-Fragile. Just as human bones get stronger when subjected to stress and tension, and rumors or riots intensify when someone tries to repress them, many things in life benefit from stress, disorder, volatility, and turmoil. What Taleb has identified he calls anti-fragile. It's a category of things that not only gain from chaos, but need it in order to survive and flourish. And Toby, you and I have both put, each, put ourselves in some pretty serious turmoil situations over and over again just by our own choices, but you know that's only cause to make us stronger and to make us flourish in different areas. So that's a book, Fire Nation, that I recommend. There's a great audio version of it, and I know that you guys love audio, obviously, because you're listening to this podcast. So highly recommend to check it out. And Toby, what I want to ask you is about another moment. You share with us a failure, an aha moment, but talk to us about your proudest entrepreneurial moment. I'm a little bit older than you, John, right? So I grew up in the 80s. I was watching Magnum PI, right? And, and I don't know if you remember that show. Did you ever see that show? A lot of hair on his chest. That's all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so, so Magnum, you know, he lived on this beautiful estate, you know, on the water in Hawaii. Uh, and he in uh, he with Higgins. Went up, with Higgins, is that right? Yes. Um, so, so he and Higgins lived there, right? Uh, he, he, beautiful place. He drove a Ferrari around and, uh, and went on adventures, right? So me being 15, 16, watching a show, I'm like, that's what I want. That's what I want, right? <laughs> so I, I would say sort of my, my – and you know, my proudest entrepreneurial moment is, is, is probably that, right? So that, you know, at 33 years old, you know, I became a millionaire at 33. You know, I bought that same Ferrari. He had a 308 GTS and I bought a 328 GTB, right? So I had the Ferrari. I bought you know, a 4,000-square-foot house. And, I, and you know, like, I felt like – Okay, you know, like I had, I, I started this company and now I'm here. You know, and what next? So I would say, you know, sort of realizing my childhood dreams is, I would say, is my proudest entrepreneurial moment. Or the, or the other thing too is, you know, with my, you know, my employees, uh, you know, I've put people through drug programs. I've literally changed people's lives. I t- I've taken them from laborers, you know, I taught them sales skills, management skills, and, and now these people have their own houses and an RV and a boat. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think those two things are my, proudest entrepreneurial moments. 
So Toby, you have a lot of moments to be proud of. You've done a lot of great things in your very short lifespan, and obviously there's a lot of great things to come, but for Fire Nation, we want to take things to the present moment right now, because you obviously are always moving 100 miles an hour in different directions, and you have a lot of exciting things going on, but break it down to just one. If you could just share one thing that has you fired up right now, what would it be? You know, I'll tell you what, man, you, you know what is I'm fired about uh, my podcast, right? So I'm not in, you know, I'm in like 67 countries. I know you're in like a billion. Uh, but, you know, look, you know, through my podcast, I get messages. I'm sure you do all the time. You know, people like, again, like they're like, you can't imagine how much you're helping me. That that feels fantastic. So the other reason why I love that kind of exposure is, you know, if you I think exposure is everything. You know, if you look, do you remember the OJ trial? Cato Kalin, remember oh, that guy? Yeah. Right. So Cato's this dumb guy who lived in the back guest house. But, you know, from being on the, the platform, you know, being you know, helping OJ out, the guy got a talk show from that. Right. So, <laughs> you know, right. It's crazy. So it's all about exposure. So I love I love right now. I've never I've always been sort of in the background blazing away building stuff. And now I'm sort of, you know, I, I have a little bit of a spotlight on me and, it, and, and, and I'm helping people. It feels it feels, uh, you know, it's a different feeling for me. Well, Toby, you know you're speaking my language. I couldn't be more of a fan of podcasts and audio podcasts specifically just because that captive, engaged audience that you have while they're driving to work, while they're at the gym, while they're walking their dog, while they're running along the beach. I mean, I just think some activities that I know in the over 145 countries that download Entrepreneur on Fire on a daily basis, people are doing right now. And I love that. It's, it's an audience that is here. I'm in their earbuds. You, Toby, are in their earbuds and they're hearing us and they're listening. And hopefully they're getting some good value from this because that's the goal of Entrepreneur on Fire is truly to inspire millions. And I love those emails that you talk about, Toby, receiving where people do say, John, I had my breakthrough, my aha moment listening to, listening to Entrepreneur on Fire. And I wanted to share that moment with you because it was your show that inspired me to have this moment. And this is what I've gone on to accomplish from that. So I couldn't be more on the train with podcasting than you are as well, Toby. I mean, it's just such an exciting venue, such an exciting opportunity in medium for people to build their brand and their niche. I mean, for you, Toby, it's real estate. For me, you know, it's kind of more vague and broad as entrepreneurship, but I've seen people in fly fishing and gardening and and knitting do some amazing things and build some really small but powerful and raving audiences in those niches. And it's incredible to see. And Toby, we're about to hit the lightning round, but before we do, let's thank our sponsors. Imagine waking up every morning knowing you're going to make an impact. Imagine going to bed every night knowing that you made a difference. Imagine living your passion day in and day out starting today. Are you ready to bring your passion to life so that every day and every night are like you're imagining right now? You can, Fire Nation, with Indiegogo. Just ask the creators of Nikola Tesla Museum and the film that won this year's Sundance Film Festival. They were both crowdfunded on Indiegogo. Indiegogo is the largest global crowdfunding platform, empowering people around the world to raise funds for any idea. And because there's no application process or waiting period associated with launching a campaign, you can start raising funds immediately. So whatever your passion, it's time to stop thinking about it and start doing it. Fund what matters to you. Visit fire.indiegogo.com and you'll get a 25% discount on all fees. That's fire.indiegogo.com. Let's face it, the legal system is complicated, and frankly, there are better things you could be doing with your time, like working on building your audience and creating products and services that help them. 
Thankfully, LegalZoom is here for you. If you're thinking about starting a business, forming an LLC, getting a trademark, LegalZoom gets the job done right. You'll get the personal attention you need and they'll help you take care of all the details. Do you want peace of mind? I don't blame you. Starting a business the right way involves a lot of checks and balances. Good thing for us, LegalZoom's been helping small business owners for over 14 years and they've received an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. For a $10 discount on services, enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. That's LegalZoom.com, discount code FIRE. LegalZoom provides legal help through independent attorneys and self-help services, but it's not a law firm. Go to LegalZoom.com, enter discount code FIRE. And Toby, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, which is the lightning rounds, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds great. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Nothing, John. I mean, I mean, at, you know, when I was eight, I don't know. You know, I, be, I, I became an entrepreneur, I think, at nine. So nothing. What is the best advice you've ever received? Oh, I forgot you asked this question, John. I don't know that I've ever gotten any great advice other than, other than you know what, you're going to, you know, when you fall down, get up. And that's, that's, I know that's terrible advice, but that's probably the best advice, uh, you know, I've gotten. Share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. It's getting up early, man. I'm up at 4.30 a.m. every morning, uh, getting some exercise, meditating for the day. And I, that, is, that has been the key. I go to bed early. I, you know, I go to bed at like 9.30, 10 and wake up early. I think you'd appreciate what we used to say in the army, Toby, is that we get more stuff done before 9 a.m. than the rest of the world does all day. Yeah. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? I don't necessarily have one tool. I have a, I have a vertical that I'm really, really pumped up about right now. And that's just, just as automated marketing. Things like, uh, you know, Hootsuite is a, is a, is a piece of it. Uh, there's SharpSpring, you know, those, there's, I'm, I'm a big fan of automating stuff. And if I can, I'm trying to figure out really how to automate all my marketing. And I know you do a pretty good job of that. Thank you, Toby. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've been chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com slash Toby Salgado. Toby, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? One book I'd recommend is, uh, and it's, it's been instrumental in, in, in helping me understand my why, right? Understand my purpose. And that is uh, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. I know it's been people talk about it all the time, but it is, it is such an old but super powerful book. Think and Grow Rich. Yeah, just yesterday we had actually somebody recommend Outwitting the Devil. Have you heard of that Oh, book, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I haven't read that, but I, I'm aware of it. So fascinating because Think and Grow Rich is incredible. And a lot of people have heard about it, but I love that it keeps coming up because that's just going to hammer it home to those people to finally read this book, Think and Grow Rich. But he wrote the book Outwitting the Devil as a follow-up to that. And because of how controversial it was, they kept it in the vault for 75 years and just released it in 2011. And a little side note, the audiobook version, and this is what I'd recommend for you, Toby, because it's incredible. The audio version of Outwitting the Devil is unbelievable. The devil actually sounds like the devil. I mean, it's a really cool listen. And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Toby, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have 
all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? You need to make cash, right? So I wouldn't go out and try to start some big thing. I'd just go out and make some cash. And, and for me, you know, a hundred grand. I want to put a hundred grand in the bank. The fastest way for me to put a hundred grand in the bank is to do what I did in college. I can literally, you know, I don't have a car. I have 500 bucks on a laptop. I would start walking down the street, knocking on people's doors and saying, hey, like, do you need any paint work done? And I guarantee you, just like I told you in college, right? It, like, give me, give me three weeks and I can have 10 grand of that 100 grand. So, so it'd probably take me, I think probably eight, you know, 12, to 18 months, to put a hundred grand in the bank. The other thing that I would do, we talked about exposure, right? You need exposure, not exposure about your business, but exposure on John Lee Dumas, exposure on Toby Salgado. So I would start a podcast, right? Start a podcast. Now I wouldn't do an interview show like, uh, like, like you do, or like I do on, on my uh, super agents live show. I would tell my story, right? I'm, I just parachuted into this new world. And I would share with the audience what I'm trying to accomplish. Hey, I'm painting houses. This is why, blah, blah, blah. So once I had some exposure, right, at the end of that 12 months or 18 months, I had 100 grand in the bank. What I most likely would do is I would probably start digging into the companies on AngelList and, uh, and find something that I could get behind. And um, again, I have all the experience that I have in this new world. Uh, you know, and I'd fund it, right? I'd throw my 100 grand in there on one condition that I'm the CEO. And I would build it. Not to get venture capital, not to go out and, you know, IPO or big acquisition, but I would build it to kick off cash. So, so that's what I would do. So, Toby, what I love about your answer is it really can even just go back to that one Stephen Pressfield book, which is do the work. I mean, Fire Nation, yeah. it, it truly is that simple. I mean, Toby would get up and do this because he has the confidence because he's done it before. He'll go knock on those doors. So many people won't go out and knock on those doors or make those phone calls or send those emails because they're scared of rejection. And Toby, that's why every now and then it comes up on the show, the baby effect. Because one thing I started realizing after over 600, you're actually the 605th interview on Entrepreneur on Fire. After these 600 interviews that I've done, a common theme kept coming up is that over and over again, people finally got over themselves and started taking powerful action when they started a family because now they realize, you know what? I don't care if I get rejected because it's not about me anymore. It's about feeding and providing for my child, for this human being that I brought into the world. And so, you know, getting your the door slammed in your face no longer hurts nearly as much. You're not nearly as scared of it when you think about that baby crying at home that needs formula. So it's crazy how many times people need that to spur them into action. So, you know, my challenge to you, Fire Nation, after hearing what Toby's been through and said and shared and hearing, you know, the other 600 plus interviews on Entrepreneur on Fire, if you've listened to that many, I mean, don't wait for a moment like that. You don't need that moment. Put yourself in that moment and just start taking action. And Toby, to piggyback on that, John, I was in that same boat right before I started the, my one company that, that made me a millionaire. I got married and I was like, and we played house for a little bit and we had a honeymoon baby, right? We didn't know it. And all of a sudden, <laughs> right, I'm in, so I'm into, I just got married. Now I have, and I bought a house and my wife says, I think I have cancer. Something's wrong with me. She goes to the doctor and, and like all of a sudden she's like, I'm having a baby. And I was like, Whoa. And that is when I doubled down. And again, I doubled down on that company, BNT. And in two years, again, I had 58 employees and, you know, I kicked off 4 million in revenue. So absolutely right. The, the baby effect, as you say. The baby effect. In Fire Nation, we actually have a post that Kate wrote on the baby effect, eofire.com slash the baby effect. And Toby, 
Your story has been incredibly inspiring. Thank you for sharing. And let's leave Fire Nation with just one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can find you, Toby, and then we'll say goodbye. You know, and parting piece of guidance is, is you know, and we've been saying it the whole time here, you know, just go out and do it. The world is going to reject you. The world is going to tell you no. And, and you know what? Just it, this, my show is about real estate. And we have found out, right, that this is a common theme on, on real estate or my show. You know, you need to hear 75 no's before you get a yes. In terms of starting a, a company, you know, it, it, these are real stats. You are going to fail seven times before you hit it big. Right. And at one in terms of statistics, one out of those seven times you're, you will file for bankruptcy. Now, it doesn't always happen. Certain didn't happen to me. Didn't happen to John. But you know what? You got to go out. You got to hear those notes because every no you hear is is one step closer to getting a yes. In terms of uh, finding me, look, you can you can see my show at superagentslive.com. Uh, and uh, if you have any questions or comments, I'm happy to help anybody out. And uh, my personal email is Toby, T-O-B-Y, at superagentslive.com. Love it. Well, Toby, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that we've been talking about, your resource recommendation, book, everything at eofire.com. Just type Toby, T-O-B-Y, in the search bar, and his show notes page will pop right up. And Toby... Thank you for being so, so generous with your time, your expertise, and experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Fire Nation. According to the American Express survey, three in five people would try a new brand or company for a better service experience. That's more than 50%. It's true. Great businesses are driven by great customer experiences. Rediscover the lost art of human interaction with Ruby Receptionist, a highly trained team of off-site receptionists. Try Ruby free for 21 days with this exclusive offer for Fire Nation. Visit callruby.com and use promo code FIRE. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 